0: this is the russian dynamite masha slamovich becca here this is not America's sweetheart davian it's billy starks and the super fly guy trayvon jordan
1: this is the fly side flyer jalen brandon
0: hardcore princess jules malone hi there this is the
1: double gum princess alexia
0: nicole this is the brazilian wonder woman christy Jane. this is the baddest black belt Chennai kai
1: this is kid bandit the smash hit joel bateman this
0: is robin renegade cody
1: hawk brutal bob evans and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey, this is the champion of the 1%, Logan Easton-LaRoe, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy.
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. The trusted choice for interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. Sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I'm of course your host, James J. And it's a great day for wrestling because we are wrestling with the champion of the 1% Logan Easton, LaRogue. How are you, uh, Logan?
1: Hey, Jason, are you still there?
0: Yeah, can you hear me?
1: Thank you. Yep.
0: How are you, Logan?
1: I'm good. How's it going?
0: I'm good. Can you tell us what you got coming up next uh, and where we can find you on social media?
1: Yeah, I think my next match is going to be February 11th for Virginia Championship Wrestling. I'm defending the Virginia Championship. Against Desmond King, and again, that's on Saturday, February 11th, in um, Norfolk, Virginia. My Twitter is at Logan LaRue, L-O-G-A-N-L-A-R-O-U-X. And uh, more to this? You can just shoot me a DM over Twitter, and uh, I'll get you sorted with that.
0: And, uh, all your, uh, social media links will, uh, and the links to your merchandise will be in the description of the video below, but on YouTube and Castbox. Awesome. Alright, um, let's start off with a fun question. Um, you're Logan Easton LaRoe. What has been the worst butchering of LaRoe that you've heard so far?
1: That's a good question. Um... Uh, people say la, like La rox, La Rouge, stuff like that. I think La rox is probably the the usual suspect for worst one.
0: Wait, because there's an X in there. All right. Uh, can you hear me? So, uh, yeah, because there's an accent in there, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It throws some people off the French pronunciation, I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, now let's address the elephant in the room. Um, all your, uh, this might, you posted on Twitter that this might be your last year of wrestling. Uh, can you yeah, this is probably going
1: to be. What's that?
0: Can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, uh, I've been doing this since I was 16 years old, or at least I've been training since I was 16. And uh, it's kind of feeling like it's about time. Uh, I think I would either, if I'm not signed to a contract, this will probably be it for me, at least at an in-ring uh, role in wrestling.
0: So are you, your thoughts maybe to transitioning into something else in the wrestling business?
1: Um, I'd be happy to still be involved in some way, uh, training, or if anybody wants me to give them feedback on maps or anything like that, but, uh, just somewhat stepping away from the business in general.
0: And do you kind of have like a date of when you might, you know, just hang up the boots or is it just, um, Uh,
1: I don't have a specific show in mind, but, uh, December 31st of 2023
0: is probably going to be it. Wow. Alright, um, well let's get into, you know, some of the things you've done, um, can you tell us about your relationship with Cap Yeah. Can you, uh, tell us about your relationship with, uh, Cap Leapfog?
1: With Camp Leapfrog? Yeah. Um, what can I say? Uh, I, I've i worked there before. Uh, my other character, Blank, works there more often. But I'm not sure that Camp Leapfrog really totally exists anymore. Uh, I think they kind of merged with a company called High Tension Wrestling.
0: Hmm. I was kind of saying that because after, you know, Chick uh, kind of so that's kind of what all of the Chikara guys kind of uh, went to.
1: Yeah. They, yeah, that's where a lot of us headed.
0: It does seem like there is, it's like a close-knit family with a lot of those uh, Chikara guys and girls, no?
1: Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, I kind of came into Chikara as an outsider. I didn't train um, at the Chikara Wrestle Factory. But uh, they welcomed me after a few years on the roster. There was some growing pains there, but uh, not in a bad way or anything. Just like kind of finding my place within that group. But yeah, we were all pretty close knit group there. with you All
0: right. Um, can you tell us about your recent match with Colby Carino? Where you beat him by KO? <laughs>
1: yeah, that was for a company called Fight out of uh, New Jersey. Which I believe is gonna be, we'll be doing a few other things with fight later this year. But yeah, Colby um, is somebody I like a lot and I respect a lot. But sometimes you got to knock out the people you like the most. Um, I use the rules in that company. Fight has a very specific rule set, and I use that to my advantage. And uh, he couldn't withstand my broader knees. I
0: mean, it's that's impressive because Colby, uh, like. One of the tougher guys out there and knocking them out, like wow. <laughs> so, uh, it you know, it's very impressive because, like, Colby is like super tough, and to knock him out like that, like wow,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like he does death matches and all that stuff, but yeah. It, I might have used the ring post to my advantage in that case, but it's all right. It's still counted.
0: Hey, however you get the W, get the W.
1: <laughs> exactly. Get that winner's purse.
0: Exactly. All right. Um, can you, Mike, uh, you competed uh, at AEW, um, and that's incredible. But the one thing that I found really interesting was that you competed at Universal Studios, which was uh, the old um TNA now Impact yeah. Wrestling used to be and so many incredible matches it there um can you tell us about what it felt like to um you know wrestle in a, a building that's had such a great history
1: yeah definitely I was a huge TNA uh fan when I was in like, middle school like and right when I started training back in 2007 and I still I mean I still like Impact but like TNA on Spike TV and even before that on uh, Fox Sports 1, I used to watch all the time. So, yeah, wrestling in the Impact Zone. I, I know it's not called the Impact Zone anymore, but that was kind of like a personal like, accomplishment for me. And then I wrestled a few times in National Fairgrounds that used to be back in the weekly paper TNA Asylum. And I, I definitely marked out, you know, just seeing everything, remembering some AJ Styles and Abyss matches that happened there. Definitely, that's
0: really awesome because, you know, I don't think that building maybe gets as much appreciation as it should, when it comes to talking about wrestling of buildings. And I'm back. Uh, so I was just saying, uh, you know, it's, um, I don't think that building gets enough appreciation When it comes to, you know, wrestling buildings, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's like, there's a lot of historic matches. A lot of amazing, legendary talent has come through and wrestled on that stage. So for me, it was a really cool thing to to wrestle there. And I actually, after the taping, I spent the next two days at Universal Studios uh, riding the rides and stuff like that, which was fun too. Hey, that's
0: not a bad way to spend your weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: And you also competed at the 20, uh, 2300 Arena, correct?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, in ECW Arena, yeah. Uh, with Chikara at least twice, I think. Yeah, and that, another, you know, as a huge wrestling fan, always cool accomplishments to be in, in those historic buildings.
0: Are you, are you able to, you know, take in that moment and, you know, say, wow, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in this building?
1: Uh, I feel like in the moment, not so much, but afterwards, kind of looking back, I think, I definitely, I can appreciate the opportunity to do so and just kind of, for lack of a better word, mark out about being in those places that you kind of dream of uh, when you're training and before that, just as a wrestling fan.
0: Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, can you tell us about Wrestling to meat Doll? You know, obviously, one of the higher level competitors out there. What was that experience like?
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I actually I wrestled Jay Lethal uh, back in 2010 when I was very, very new in the business. I wrestled him in a at a fair show, and like I at the time, I was very new and pretty inexperienced. And he was really helpful and kind um, in putting the match together. And then this more recent time. Uh, I think we had a killer match. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out for Virginia Championship Wrestling. Um, but, I mean, we had a killer main event. It was like 20 minutes just back and forth. and The crowd was with us the whole time. Jay is obviously multi-Ring of Honor champion an incredible wrestler. And I'm so happy to see everything him and Sanjay and Jeff Jarrett and Satnam are doing on uh, AEW. For me, that's always the highlight of Dynamite or Rampage whenever they're on.
0: Right, because you had a few run-ins with
1: Sanjay, um, the, uh, yeah. the crew. Yeah, I wrestled Sanjay quite a few times before uh, he kind of hung up the boots and switched to a different role. And Sanjay, I definitely I owe so much to Sanjay um, for just about everything I know in wrestling. I think he helped tremendously with, and this is my favorite opponent, easily, that I've ever wrestled with Sanjay.
0: It's crazy to me, you know, I remember Sanjay Dutt when he was with Jay Lito in uh, TNA. So, mm-hmm. and now people are like, oh, that guy that's with Jay Lethal on AEW. And I was like, you know, he, does he was a wrestler at one point.
1: Yeah, a crazy athlete. I mean, he, every once in a while, you'll see the gifts of his, like, springboards and stuff. It, such an athletic guy, um, and obviously loves wrestling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, what did you kind of see in yourself when you wrestled Jay Leto this time around that was different from the first time around?
1: I would say, like, the biggest thing, and granted, these matches are now 11, 12 years apart. I've grown, I think, a lot as a human being and as a wrestler especially in that time, but I think I was pretty, fairly confident um, wrestling him and putting the match together and stuff. Like, the first time when he asked me when we were trying to put the match together, he's like, what do you do? And the only thing I knew how to, what to say was uh, bump and sell. And he was just kind of like, oh, all right. Uh, okay, we'll go from there. And then, like, you know, I-, I eased in a little bit, and I told him, like, my stupid young wrestler ideas, and he was friendly about them and helped us put them in a way that made sense. Uh, but this time I-, I had a little bit more of a clue of what I was doing. Not that I had a huge clue still, but it definitely felt like a more um, – I don't want to say equal, but um, we called it together more so than just him correctly telling me the place I should be. All
0: right. Now, um, I'm not sure what the connection is here. You tell me. Um, can you tell us about your relationship with Blank?
1: Sure. Um, I, I don't know how much kayfabe you keep on the show, but I... Portray blank as well as Logan Easton Laurel. Um, that's my Chikara character. I still do it here and there on the Indies.
0: No, it's interesting. You're you're playing two different characters on the Independence.
1: Yeah, it, I haven't thought of it that way. But yeah, I mean, I've been doing since I worked at Chikara, I was still doing Logan, otherwise, and even though I wasn't under a mask, I was doing two different characters uh between Rice Jackson and Logan Easton laroe
0: Is it somewhat more... let me let me phrase it this way. What are the benefits the advantages and disadvantages of wrestling under a mask?
1: Uh the disadvantages are like every time I zip and then unzip the map the blank mask specifically, I end up like putting my lip in the zipper, which kind of sucks and hurts. Yeah. Um uh, that being said, like it's weird that being under a mask feels like more liberating and freeing than sometimes when I'm just myself out there. there there's like a little bit of comfort to it, to be quite honest. When I first started uh, in Nothing Indies in Virginia, I wore a mask. I was an executioner. I wore just kind of a generic black mask. Uh, sometimes that was another character I portrayed. So, I when uh, in Chikara, when they gave me the mask and it was time to portray the different character, I had some familiarity with like how to breathe while wrestling and wearing the mask and everything like that.
0: And I feel like we can't talk about Blank without talking about Still Life, Apricots, and Pears.
1: Yeah, that's um, Edith Surreal now, and yeah. she's a fantastic wrestler. I'm very happy for all of her success on The Independence Before I officially hang up the boots, I think Blank and her need to tag again.
0: That's what I was going to ask, because it seemed like you were kind of, you were obviously friends, and then there was that little period of enemies, uh, uh, and then (laughs) Logan versus Edith, which was just mind-blowing. It's like, aren't these people different people?
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to mix it up with her. Again, sometime down the road, either as Blank or as Logan or team with her again. Uh, We'll see what the rest of the year holds.
0: All right. Now, um, you know, we could spend all day, you know, talking about the who's who's of pro wrestlers that you've been in the ring with. Uh, One that really caught my eye was Miko Satomura, the final boss.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hardest I've ever been hit. In my life, I think, and I've done MMA uh, on and off for a few years, uh, you know, full contact sparring and everything like that. But Miko Santamora's kicks, yeah, that's the hardest I've ever been hit in my entire life. Uh, she kicked me with a Pele kick, and I like immediately seeing stars. She's tough as nails. She's awesome, um, but I would not want to cross her in any way. <laughs>
0: So not on the farewell tour.
1: No, Nico San I mean, I'd be happy to mix it up with her again. Uh, I think I might need to take a few days off the regular job afterwards. But, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, that, that was an interesting um, experience for me as well. I think that was the first wrestler I've ever been in the ring with who she didn't at the time really speak a ton of English. So putting it together was uh uh, a challenge, but I think in a good way, and I am really happy with the way the match went together. I think you can probably watch that on indie wrestling if it's not on YouTube. Indie wrestling dot TV. Is
0: it you know do you, when you have, when there is a language barrier, do you, is there more you know call it in the ring sort, type of scenario?
1: Um, there was some of that, and then you know talking it over, we pantomimed and kind of stuff like that. There was six uh, six people total as well. Right. And uh, we were with Ruby Soho, Heidi Loveless at the time. And she spoke a little bit of Japanese. And the two younger girls with Miko spoke a little bit more English, but still not a ton of English. Um, but regardless, you know, wrestling is almost like a universal language in some ways uh, to put it together.
0: Right. Now Now, uh, can you tell us about the
1: ultra-handsome Super Buff Guy team. Uh, is that uh, me, Burger, and Rhett Titus? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, as far as I know, that's the only time that that team has come together. Hopefully there's another time down the line. But yeah, we, we wrestled uh, QT's Factory uh, in Baltimore. And unfortunately, we came up short, but I think we gave him a pretty good fight.
0: So we're not going to see uh, the Super Buff guys in a, a Trios tournament anytime.
1: Never say never. I can't I can't speak any further on it.
0: <laughs> what about Red Titus? Because he's been a, a rival of yours, so to speak. And now you you were teaming with him at, in that moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the first time I've teamed with Red. Uh, very early on in my career, I want to say like maybe match three or four, Red actually did a run in and gave me a boot to the face and his old finish, the uh, razor's edge. And then I wrestled him in a cage. We wrestled quite a few times actually. Red, uh, uh, he kind of, I wouldn't say he was a staple, but he came down to Virginia independence for a while. So like as far as um, more name type independent talent, when I was first starting out, he was somebody that I would see often uh, and I didn't have the opportunity to see a lot of other people come down to uh, Virginia, which was way more secluded like 10 years ago. So I've always got along great with Red. I like Red a lot. I think he's awesome. And Berger, I can't speak highly enough as a trainer or a wrestler, or a person for that matter. So it was an honor to be in the ring tagging with those guys, two guys that I respect a lot and like a lot.
0: Did he uh, ever, uh, when you wrestled Berger, uh, has he ever asked you to put a little bit more ketchup on it?
1: <laughs> Not that I know of, but <laughs> probably.
0: But well, what I hear he don't like mustard.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: Yeah.
1: You'd have to ask him, though. I'm not 100% sure.
0: Hey, I think that, uh, we could get into our next segment. Okay. Logan's Bizarre Adventure. You're a poor wrestler at work up and down the road. You're crazy and bizarre to some down with Can you tell us a road story that's in your description?
1: Man, I'm gonna seem so boring. I'm trying to think if there is. I'm a pretty boring road trip guy, honestly. I just kind of just try to drive the night as far as I. I just go from point A to point B. I don't really go out to party or anything afterwards. Um. Hmm.
0: You've been about-
1: well, I will say You've there was one time to- coming back from. I'm sorry? Continue. Okay. Uh, there was a time coming back from Canada. I don't know if this is going to be a road storm, but so much as a road burial. But uh, we were coming back from Canada and all of the major um, interstate highways through New York. I live just outside of D.C., so just take the interstates up. They were all closed, so we had to take all these scary back roads through, like, upstate New York and Buffalo. And I drove all the way down to Canada. It's about a, I think it was, like, a 14-hour drive. And that 14-hour drive back, the agreement was other people would pick up the slack and drive for me. I was with Prakash Sabar, uh, Hype Rockwell, and now AEW referee Stefan Smith. It was Stefan's turn to drive. He drove about 20 minutes before we all agreed. Stefan was way too scary of uh, night driver, and somebody else just needed to take a shift. And then Hype Rockwell was going to drive. He also made it under an hour and said if he was going to pass out. Prakash had like me, also done the morning shift, and I said, whatever, I'll just do it. So I was up for about a full 36 hours uh, that weekend, driving to and from Canada, and unfortunately in back roads in upstate New York, because the interstates were closed for some reason.
0: All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love Stefan of hype. I, I wish they could have driven a little bit better that weekend, but that's fine.
0: I was because I was gonna say. I mean, you've been in this business for what, almost fifteen years, and you don't have a weird or crazy story about wrestling.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I'm just a boring guy.
0: <laughs> well, something that I found very interesting: you, uh, you, or should I say, blank, was in the Chikara action arcade wrestling video game.
1: Yeah. Um, I only, unfortunately, I only really had the opportunity to play it via the final King of Trias when they had a working copy to play during the fan conclave, but it was pretty surreal to play as myself or a version of myself uh, on an Xbox. It's kind of a mission accomplished, goal achieved type scenario.
0: I can imagine. I mean, you're playing as yourself, but it wasn't, you know... You know, a lot of people create the wrestlers in the video games. You were absolutely just a based character in the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it seemed like that video game had been, um, or at least we were told at Chikara, had been announced, like, as soon as I had started there back in 2014. Um, and obviously, I, I know nothing about coding or anything that logical but it seemed like that game took a long, long time to come out. And I'm glad that it did, and it was... Like I said, it was really cool and really surreal to be able to play as myself uh, with some fans at that, uh, the Chara fan conclave thing.
0: Well, I don't know anything about coding video games either, but I know that AEW announced their video game at the beginning of the company and for four years in, and, and like yeah. 10 rosters <laughs> <laughs> deep, <laughs> and we still right. haven't got uh, uh, that video game.
1: I would think for the developers, it's probably such a it's kind of nerve-wracking as like the sets change and like you said like the roster changes and all that stuff you you probably need to constantly take away or put in new information i just can't even imagine yeah, doing like, that
0: it's like okay put CM punk in the game okay we put him in the game okay now take him out of the game right
1: and
0: now there's this dog uh, there's this guy he's gonna bite people
1: <laughs> yeah crazy
0: All right, Um, can you tell us about competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments?
1: Yeah, I started, I I trained, like I said, I trained on and off MMA, uh, mostly in college, uh, and that was all-encompassing. I was really more into Muay Thai and regular boxing than um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or wrestling, but uh, right before the pandemic hit, actually, I, like, to be honest, I was getting a little bored with wrestling, and I felt like... uh, and my weekends weren't as full as I wanted them to be, so I started training again in MMA, and then I focused more on the Brazilian jiu-jitsu part because, uh, to be honest, I've been hitting the head a lot, and I didn't really think Muay Thai sparring was something I wanted to continue doing for much longer. So uh, I did BJJ, and I really I love Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I love grappling. And uh, after the pandemic really hampered my training for a while, but as it came back, I was like, you know, maybe... I'd love to compete, and uh, my first competition, I won uh, silver in gi, and I won gold in no gi, and I've competed a few times since. Some good, some not, but I have all my uh, medals up on the mantle. And I did a super fight last June, that's the first time I had to like cut weight. Unfortunately, I was not a winner in the super fight, but I was really happy I did it, and I think I did better than I feared I was going to against a, a younger college wrestler, and I, I don't have much of a background in the actual... Uh, collegiate or American wrestling at all. Uh, I played football and lacrosse in high school, so I was happy with my performance. I wish I had won, but that's alright. There's always next time. Well,
0: that's what
1: I was gonna ask. Is there gonna be a next time? Yeah. Um. I like the last year. I'd been a little busy with uh, real life stuff and some wrestling stuff, so I'd kind of. I'm a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. and i after earning that, I kind of. I took my training a little more lightly. But since the beginning of this year, I started to take it very seriously again. Probably in a few months, I would imagine I'll compete again.
0: All right. Can you uh, tell us, why does Blink-182 always disappoint you?
1: Uh, The band Blink-182, why they always disappoint me? I I think there's something, I feel like wrestling fans can probably relate to this, that... uh, you're nostalgic for something, and then a lot of times when they release new content, be it new stuff in wrestling or a wrestler coming back or a band coming back, uh, it's hard to capture the same feelings listening or seeing them as they once did. But that being said, I'll, I'm fully, I'm a super fan. I'll be with them until they're they're gone or I'm gone. All
0: right. I think that's a good way to go into our next segment, the colossal question. Uh, if you're, they decide to make a movie about you. Every movie has a soundtrack. What would be the first three songs on the Logan easton road wrestling movie soundtrack up to this point?
1: Huh. Um, man, that's a good question. Um. Yes. Hail Mary by Tupac. Okay. Um. Hmm. Uh that song that's by The National uh about today that was in a uh, Warrior. And uh maybe Asthenia by Blink 182. I guess we'll go with those. Three. All right. Solitary
0: Picks. Do you like
1: I'm sorry, say that again?
0: Do you lock it in?
1: Yeah, I guess so. Let's lock it in.
0: All right. Now that we got the soundtrack out of the way, um, you know, obviously the soundtrack comes before even the script is written at this point. Done um, casting, who plays Logan?
1: Um, I don't know. It's probably, um, dream casting, I guess, would be like a slightly younger Tom Hardy or... I'd like to say Arnold Schwarzenegger, but I don't think either one of those is super realistic. But I suppose either of those two. Uh, I don't know if you watched that series, The Bear, that was on uh, FX and Hulu over summer. But I've been told I have a passing resemblance to that guy, so maybe him. I guess one of those three would be my answer.
0: Have them compete for the,
1: the, yeah, yeah. the Arnold. I'm sure Arnold would be dying to do it. So.
0: <laughs> and every movie has a supporting cast. Who would be three people
1: in your movie and who would play them? Alright, so I guess Hype Rockwell, my old Shikara tag team partner has got to be in it. Uh, and I think I'd have him played by the dad from Family Matters. Um, who else would be in it? My wife would have to be in it. I don't know if I want to fantasy cast her with anyone because in the event she listens to this I don't want to ups- make her mad. So I'll just say, my wife's in it, but, or ca- pending casting. Um, who else would have to be? The, uh, the owner of my wrestling school where I trained, I think, would have to be played by either John Goodman or uh, the owner of the wrestling school from Beyond the Mat, whose name escapes me right now. And I guess I would say my good friend the boar would have to be in it, and he would be played by uh, Big Sexy, Kevin Nash.
0: Sweet! Alright. Now, um, can you tell us about being in a Sonic commercial on Monday Night Raw?
1: No, uh, sure, yeah. I- it wasn't my first time doing extra work for WWE, but it might have been the first time I actually was there on camera at all. It was like a weird Sonic ad for um, Adam Rose while well, he was like kind of, sort of, feuding with uh, Damian Sandow. That was the day that I, I just saw what being a WWE superstar, really, like, the day-to-day life could really be about, because we were with them for a few days, and shooting that, like, minute Sonic spot, we did, I swear, it felt like a hundred takes of it. It was like Dave Fincher was directing, but there was all just always something was a little bit off. It took forever to get that one minute uh, spot. And then, you know, Adam Rose, unfortunately, for him, and same with Damien Sandow, were in the exact same place as the extras. It was like we took all that time to shoot it, and then we all just sat in catering and hung out until the show was over.
0: Did you eat any Sonic?
1: No, just, uh, I don't know if this is uh, giving away too much, but every bite that was taken for every take, he just spit right back out. That sound like, had been sitting there for a while. It was pretty gross. I think by the time we shot, wow,
0: that's just
1: yeah, yeah. I I've heard that's that's the Hollywood magic. A lot of times, the food is not actually eaten. But
0: No, is Sonic like your favorite uh, fast food right now
1: because you were. Been... <laughs> no there's actually there's i don't even know where one is around me in dc but no i don't particularly like sonic actually
0: all right well you are the champion of the one percent the one percent of the one percent what is something super cheap that logan likes
1: super cheap that i like i mean i like all kinds of junk food and fast food uh those prices are going up, but overall, like the Popeyes chicken sandwich, I know mm. it's maybe a passe now, but I cannot speak highly enough of that fried chicken sandwich, the spicy one specifically.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Um. Can you tell us about Henry?
1: Yeah, Henry is my dog. Uh, he was my wife's dog before my dog, but I've adopted him as well. He's a Karen Terra Chihuahua. He's very cute, but also very evil. He's kind of the the tear around our whole neighborhood. But, uh, I mean, I love him. He attacks me almost every night in bed, but that's okay. He's my guy.
0: That's great. It seems like you have a good relationship online.
1: Yeah, it does seem that, that. Pictures can be deceiving. I'm not sure how he would answer if you asked him what he thinks of me, but he's my son.
0: All right can you tell us
1: about your love of Batman? Yeah, I would say uh, if there's anything I love more than my wife and wrestling, Batman is probably number one. Uh, growing up, like we, I feel like everyone who's my age probably has a similar thing where it's like your family has a few VHSs that you end up watching all the time. And for me and my brother, that was the original 1989 Batman and Batman Returns. So I watched those movies probably... Every day I was allowed to as a kid, and then on top of that, you know, Batman the animated series and all that. So like my form of years were really shaped by uh, '90s Batman and wrestling, uh, and I've both the my love for both those things has continued throughout. Um, yeah, I just love Batman. Uh, I'm a little, I can be a little particular about the Batman I like. I'm not a huge Bat Family fan. I kind of like Batman on his own. Batman making mistakes, not Batman. As a team, but that's just my perspective.
0: So, you prefer the, like, the debt in the Family, um, arc or, uh, Paperback?
1: Yeah, I like that one. Um, I like, like, Year One, I like a whole lot. Um, this earlier, like, Legend of the Dark Knight type Batman stories.
0: What's your, uh, is the 1989 Batman your favorite
1: one? Or what's your favorite Batman movie? It's hard. I kind of pick and shoot. I think um, if I had to pick, like, gun to my head favorite one, it's the stereotypical choice, but it probably would be The Dark Knight. But, uh, I mean, Batman Returns is right there behind it. And I, I did really like the new the Batman a whole lot, so that'd be very close as well.
0: If... um. What is uh, Mask of the
1: Phantasm on there? I you know I really like the animated series and I like Mask of the Phantasm, but I actually think that that movie's a little overrated. Um, I I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't know. I feel like it took elements of Year One, but it didn't do that story as much as I wish it did, and then I think it has a bit of a problem with not like a. Full on villain because Phantasm's kind of the villain, but then Joker's also kind of the villain. I have some issues with the pacing of it. Um, again, I do like it a lot, but uh, of the animated series movies, I think Batman Beyond Return of the Joker is probably my favorite.
0: Ooh, yes. Yeah. Loken, Torn, and Heal, and Denton, Face Way right, right Back
1: Again. <laughs> That's right. Some Russo booking. <laughs>
0: Well, got to give them what they want.
1: Right. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, on to a controversial subject. Pineapple on pizza. What's your stance?
1: I'm pretty basic on pizza. I'm like a just a cheese or a pepperoni or sometimes a buffalo chicken. If pineapple on pizza is the only pizza available, I'm not like – I won't refuse it. But I don't think – I can't foresee a future in which I ever order Pineapple on pizza myself.
0: What's your spirit Pokemon?
1: My spirit po I'm not a huge Pokemon guy, but I guess I'll say um Blastoise.
0: Alright, I dig it. We love the late great Tracy Smudders on the show. Um, do you know the acronym for thug? T H U G.
1: Yeah, wait, yes, I do, but now I'm blanking on that. You gotta tell it to me. Man, that's gonna bother me now.
0: T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail, cause a dog can't spell.
1: That's right, yeah, yeah.
0: We love Tracy. Trying to keep the memory alive.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. I um, he was and still is awesome. Those Nashville fairgrounds shows I did, he was on all of them, and he was so nice to everybody, and just such a professional all around.
0: What's been a? Uh, Do you have any uh, stories you can tell us
1: about uh, Tracy? Uh, I, I, he just he was a real cool guy. He came, you know, he talks all the young guys. He watched all of our matches, and like there's plenty of times that a veteran or a name will watch the match or kind of watch the match. And like they just give generic, like slow down kid or like see one thing and just kind of harp on it. Cause it's the only thing they were paying attention to, but he, you could tell he really watched the matches and he really gave good, honest feedback what about what was good and what wasn't good and what you could do maybe instead. Um, I think this was probably about four or five years ago. And I think, um, his knees and stuff were hurt a little bit but you know you never would know it when the bell actually rang he still gave it all he had
0: all right that's fantastic uh, yeah trying to keep uh, uh, the memory alive glad to hear that Buddhist question you ever be asked on a wrestling interview uh, would you ever consider wrestling a rock not Twain Jackson not the country an actual rock?
1: Yeah, why not, man? If Brian Pillman can wrestle a pencil. I wrestle rock.
0: I love it. Um, Just for context, there's this wrestler named Psycho Mike that wrestled an actual rock for over 15 minutes in a tungsten man match, an Iron Man match that lasts for two weeks.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, I did not know that.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, not a lot of people do.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All
0: right. On a more
1: serious note, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, married, possibly with child, and hopefully uh, doing okay financially. Like I said, this most likely will be my last year of wrestling, so unfortunately, not in a ring in five years. But if I could pass any knowledge or anything down to other people who want to be wrestlers, I'd be happy to.
0: And what is the match people should go out of their way to see that best
1: shows off what Logan, Easton, Monroe, and all about? Uh, if you can watch any of my matches with Sanjay Dutt, most of them were on Nova Pro, which is on Independent Wrestling TV. I think you can also find some of them on YouTube. Uh, like we said, that recent match with Jay Lethal, I also had a match with JTG at the same company. Um, those are on YouTube at Virginia Championship Wrestling. Um, my match with Eric Royal, also from Nova Pro, I would highly recommend as far as matches I enjoyed that I was in. And then I had one teaming with Penelope Ford against MJF and Alley Catch, which is also on independent wrestling TV from Nova Pro. And I guess that's like my short list of recommendations.
0: And I will, I know for sure the one is on there. Um, I will find it and I will put the link to that uh, match in the description of the video below but on YouTube and Taskbox for anybody that hasn't seen it, wants to see it again uh, after this interview.
1: Alright, awesome. Thank you, man.
0: Alright, and since we are nearing the conclusion of this interview, we are wrestling with the eight questions of Doom. This is our speed round, our bonus round, the round where we see who you really are. Are you ready?
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time.
1: Shawn Michaels.
0: Worst wrestler.
1: Um, Bastion Booger.
0: You remain eventing WrestleMania for the World Championship. Who is your opponent? Jeff Hardy. Ooh. If you could come out to anyone's entrance music, past or present, who would it be?
1: Bret Hart. Ooh.
0: Finish the sentence. K is.
1: K Fabe is. alive and well.
0: You we would have also accepted Taste Great on Toast. Oh. <laughs> squash, fruit or vegetable? Vegetable? It's a fruit. Is that right? Yep, tomato logic. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you're part of squash Squad now, and that means a lot more. Okay. <laughs> Near Japan, Tai Chi, his ring deal gets smaller every year, revealing more of himself to the world. My question, what is the appropriate trunks the butt cheek ratio for ring I
1: think the more trunks, the better. Generally.
0: So, complete coverage?
1: Yeah, I think you gotta go complete.
0: Alright, fair enough. And the last question, the main event, the thing everybody wants to know. Have you ever had a conversation with a stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? No. And, uh, Is that a
1: thing? Do people do that?
0: Well, me and my co-hosts have done it. We've gone into um, uh, supermarkets and asked random uh, strangers if they knew who Bobby Allen was.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, I've never been a privy to that a conversation about down Allen in the supermarket, so, no.
0: Long story short, when, at the beginning of the 80s, a- AEW starring, my uh, co-host was having a argument with some AEW, AEW fans, and they were like, uh, AEW made Darby Allen a star, and he was like, if I go into a supermarket, nobody's gonna know who Darby Allen is. So, uh, long story, again, long story short, I, I told my mom, she took exception to that, she asked somebody that she knew watched wrestling in the supermarket, and he said, I don't know who Darby Allen is. I uh, I don't watch AEW, and that just became a running joke on the show.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: And that that is the correct answer, and that will conclude this interview. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me, Logan.
1: No problem. Thanks so much for having me, James.
0: And once again, where can we find all things Logan on uh, social media and your merchandise?
1: Yeah, merchandise and everything. Just go to Twitter at Logan L-O-G-A-N L-A-R-O-U-X
0: Alright, okay. and you don't have to uh, uh, type that into your Google machine. All of those links will be in the description of the video below, but I need cast Simply go into the description, click the link, and a new tab will appear on whatever device you're on. You have no excuse. Buy a damn short. Thank you. Of course, thank you for listening. Um, This was sponsored by uh, World Energy and Pale One Coffee. Join us tomorrow as we interview uh, Mills Hendricks. And you can follow us at wrestling with e but on twitter and instagram for information on Google interview and window interviewing them, links to those interviews and I a whole lot more. Um you can follow me personally at JC993. You can follow Scudo Scooter at ScooterDust, Dust and on the Remix, the only live or the commentary for WWE PLEs. Uh join us uh this Saturday for the Royal Rumble. Alright, uh, Logan, when I say Wrestling With, you say Entertainment, okay? You got it. For our very special guests, Logan Easton Moreau, Coleco Yacht, Scooter Dust, I'm James J. and this has been Wrestling With...
1: Entertainment. Hey folks, this is The Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at Ringside.